This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone, it's your girl Brini Lee and welcome to the Pep Talk podcast where we have real raw relatable conversations with the Pep Talk you need. You have the power to create your future with the choices that you make today. What do you bring to the table? Baby, I am the table. Love yourself a little bit more than that, ladies. Come on. Dust settles, queens don't. And don't forget, know your worth and then add tax. Period. So today we're going to be talking about how to process your emotions correctly and how to become emotionally healthy. Now, there's so many things that happen in life that actually test our emotional stability. There can be times in life when you feel like I'm emotionally stable, I'm emotionally intelligent, but there comes a time in life when things happen and it actually tests how stable you really are emotionally. And there's no shame in being emotionally unstable. It all happens to us one way or another and one point in our lives. We are literally talking about emotional stability and how to process your emotions. And if we really think about it, we're never really taught how to manage and process our emotions. So what do we do? Most of the time, we distract ourselves from feeling those emotions. Most of us aren't emotionally intelligent because we practice emotional avoidance and avoiding our true emotions often lead to unhealthy behaviors such as overeating, stress eating, binge drinking, lashing out at people, shutting people out. And that's why it's so, so, so important that we actively face our emotions and try to understand them, even if they are uncomfortable. And all emotions really are is the internal felt reaction to a specific stimulus. And those usually show up in the emotions of fear, joy, anger, sadness, or disgust. Think about your current emotions. Are you fearful? Are you angry? Are you joyful? Are you sad? Or are you disgusted? So on the surface, it seems like processing your emotions will be quite simple to be honest. Identify them, label them, give yourself time and space to feel it without judging it, and then decide how you want to handle those feelings going forward, or if it's something that you can control. And if it's not, learning how to cope with it. However, it's not always easy to identify those feelings and sometimes we avoid identifying them because we don't actually want to deal with them, to be quite honest. But when we suppress or repress our feelings, it's almost an autopilot reaction. And if we don't make any effort to allow these feelings to resurface, 
so that we can face them, it can become very, very, very damaging. So the longer this pattern of feel, ignore, repeat goes on, the more your repressed feelings will build on top of each other and the more they'll be difficult to cope with. And your consistent efforts to ignore them, to hope they'll disappear, to distract yourself, they won't go away. They'll just be waiting to reappear until you actually acknowledge them. And so there was a time before my breakup happened that me and my ex actually went on the break. And I I knew that the break was the beginning of the end. I knew that we wasn't going to recover from the break. But then we did continue the relationship on and just not talk about it. So we were basically delaying the inevitable and also not trying to talk about it. But in that time, I remember a specific moment being at his house and I felt myself spiraling down into a very deep depression. I woke up just incredibly sad all the time and I couldn't put my finger on it because on the surface, it seemed like everything was just fine. Everything was just normal. So I, as you do, online, go online looking for answers. And I came across so many different things. There were a lot of people like trying to diagnose people with depression and make it a clinical issue. And I just knew that it wasn't clinical. I knew that there was a reason for why I was feeling this way, but I could not put my finger on it. I knew that there was a reason why, but I just couldn't identify it. So I watched a video by School of Life and it blew my mind and it basically spoke about when you ignore things or expect them just to disappear or be when you kind of sweep them under the rug they don't go away they kind of push into your outer consciousness until you start getting those feelings of absolute dread and that's what I was feeling at the time just dreadful and it was almost that I didn't remember why I was feeling this way, but there was a reason. I just couldn't pinpoint it and I couldn't remember the reason why I was feeling that way. And it almost spoke about when something traumatic happens and you don't address it and you go on with life, like everything is normal, it starts to come out in different ways. And I started to question and ask myself, what trauma had I just faced? And it was months ago and it was the trauma that I was refusing to face was the breakdown of my relationship. Meanwhile, I was actually still in the relationship, but I knew that your spirit knows when it's over. And I didn't want to face it. That's why I decided let's go on a break. Let's not break up, let's go on a break because it was an easier option. But that was a traumatic time for me. Then I found out my grandma was diagnosed with cancer out of the blue. Okay, it was a short, short, short illness. Then I had to face the realization of my body dysmorphia and I came off Instagram for a while and I was used to be on Instagram for since 2012. So yeah, there was a lot of things going on, very traumatic for me at that period that I kind of swept under the carpet and didn't want to face. And so if you're feeling any kind of way, especially if you're feeling sad or depressed. I want you to identify and to think back to what has happened. It literally may be a few months ago, a year ago, or a few years ago. When you don't deal with your trauma, it doesn't go away. And when you don't choose to address it, you make the choice to be dead to everything, which is numbness, than to be distraught about something. Okay, so anyone that may be feeling a level of distress or 
sadness, there is a reason for it. It's not just random, but your brain has suppressed those feelings. Your brain has suppressed that event because it's too hard for you to deal with. And that's exactly what I did. I suppressed those feelings, I'm going to avoid it. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm not even going to give it a moment of my time. I'm just going to keep on tracking, keep on going on with my life like everything is normal. But that's not how emotions work. You have to acknowledge them and you have to face them and you have to deal with them. And there was something that was said on that video. This is basically what they said. The difference between someone that is sad and someone that is depressed is that sad people, their self-esteem is unaffected by their grief. However, depressed people feel wretched about themselves and be filled with self-recrimination, guilt, shame, and self-loathing paranoia. So when someone is just sad, they're not thinking down on themselves. They're not thinking that they're this thing. But when you're depressed, on the other hand, you're thinking self-loathing thoughts about yourself. It's not just what happened to you, it's how you're now seeing yourself through that. And it's almost like the anger that is supposed to be turned on to somebody else is almost turned on to you. So if I'm feeling like my partner is rude or aggressive or just mean, my frustration or my anger that I'm supposed to take out on him can turn in those moments onto me and actually start to attack me to attack my self-esteem. Okay, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I deserve this. Maybe I'm not lovable. Maybe I'm not this or that. So just to recap, so often emotions that are uncomfortable are often caused by the pain of an undigested, unknown or unresolved trauma in your life. So that's why it's so important that we identify what the actual issue is so that I can allow myself to understand, know my pain and be able to mourn my losses adequately because a lot of it is just us being able to mourn the things that are dead and someone doesn't have to physically die for you to feel a sense of loss in your life because things die all the time, your friendships die, your work dies, your dreams die. Do you know what I mean? Things actually die. We're dealing with loss as human beings a lot in this world. And so it does take a lot of self-awareness for you to actually be able to pinpoint it. But some of us aren't at that point yet and we need someone to help us to pinpoint it. And that's why I really, really believe in therapy because your therapist will help you to see your blind spots. So now that we've talked about the importance of processing your emotions and your feelings and understanding them, identifying them, and for those of you who will be seeing a professional therapist, good luck to you guys. What else can you do to make a habit of processing these emotions? Number one, I will say have regular check-ins. Most of us don't ask ourselves, how are you doing? You're asking so many different people, how are you doing? How are you today? Whatever. When do you ever stop to think and check with yourself? How am I? My friend always says, heart. How are you doing today? Ask herself those questions. She always asks me as well. You gotta love those friends that genuinely are concerned about your well-being. And that's one of the points I'm gonna make a little bit later. But you have to ask yourself, how am I feeling? You should always know how you're feeling because you're having regular check-ins with yourself. Don't put everyone else before you that you can't even make time for yourself and to check how you are doing. Another thing to do would be to recognize the signs. If you find yourself overeating, stress eating, comfort eating, excessive shopping, 
buying the stuff that you don't need, going out drinking, partying every single weekend, this could be a sign that there's something actually wrong. And it could even be a bigger sign that you're avoiding something. You also want to recognize whether you are acting out of character. Are you a lot more irritable than you were? Are you shutting people out? Are you isolating yourself? Are you not answering calls? These are all telltale signs that something is going on on an emotional level. And the third thing is it's very important that you call them out. You have to put a label on your feelings. Start to identify how you're feeling in this moment. Let's all get comfortable with identifying and sharing the way that we feel. We need to learn to label those feelings. Is it envy? Is it jealousy? Is it resentment? Is it anger? I know the other day that I was speaking to my friend and I said to him, like, I feel like I'm jaded. Like, as much as I don't want to admit it, I feel like I'm jaded. Like, I feel like I haven't really deeped what I've been through. I don't feel like I've deeped what has happened to me. And I feel like I'm jaded. And that was very important for me to identify. It was also important for me to discuss with my therapist as well and bring solutions and help myself to process these emotions instead of keeping them trapped in. We all know what happens when we've got trapped wind or we've eaten too much and we haven't, you know, done what we need to do. It's uncomfortable. So if you feel like it's uncomfortable to talk about your feelings, just know that it's 10 times more uncomfortable when you keep them in. The fourth way to become emotionally healthy is to journal, okay? Have a journal, even if it's on your notes, frequently write out how you're feeling at any given time of the day. Even if you don't have a solution for it, write it out, put it down, put pen to paper and express yourself. The fifth thing I will say is talk to someone that cares about you. If it's not a therapist, we all have someone that we genuinely know cares about us. Whether it's a family member or a friend, anyone but your ex. <laughs> they literally say a problem shared is a problem halved. And it is very, very true. Even if you just talk to someone you'll feel a relief because sometimes when we keep everything in or we keep everything to ourselves, it can feel like we want to explode, but you don't have to. There are people in your life that genuinely care about you, even if it's just one person. Like I mentioned before, there's one person that I know, she will always ask me, Brini, how's your heart? And it's beautiful to be seen and to be understood and to be felt and to be attended to. And so you have to think about all these things that I've just listed and you kind of got to keep them in a box, like an emotional emergency first aid kit. You want to know that you have the tools to be able to deal with your emotions and process them on a daily basis or whenever you may need to. Please don't keep your feelings to yourself. This is how you become emotionally unhealthy. You need to express them, talk about them and call them out. You have to call out the feelings, even if they're uncomfortable, even if it's envy, even if it's jealousy, you must call them out. And for the things and the emotions and the feelings and the situations that happen in our lives that we cannot control, we must really learn to accept them. Accept it is what it is right now. I'm feeling this way. Give yourself space, give yourself grace to feel how you want to without judgment and without trying to control. I know for me personally, I'm a controlling person, okay? I like things to be how I want them to be. I like things to be how they were. And if they're not, I can get a bit crazy. 
But I know that, at least I know that, okay? But we have to learn to accept our feelings and emotions. Everybody has them. You're not weird. You're not strange. Guaranteed, you're feeling them. Other people are feeling them too. It is so important, guys, that we get emotionally healthy, that we understand, manage our emotions. And that is the first sign of emotional intelligence, knowing how to pinpoint them call them out, resolve them and deal with them as and when they come out. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Pep Talk podcast. It would mean so much to me if you can leave a review, rate this episode and I will see you in the next one. Stay fabulous, ladies.